practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. What's the difference between pansexual and asexual? I don't know. Welcome uh, to the Jerk Practice Podcast, everybody. I didn't, I didn't get a clap. <laughs> so? You know what? I don't know if it matters. It matters. Yeah, just in case. Clap it up, fuzzball. Oh, man. Doesn't matter. Go ahead, clap again. I was talking over the clap. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. You, did you lose the momentum? Lost it. How? You get squelched. How? Why? What? The fire in my belly is now gone. What's the difference between Peter Pan and those that don't have anything under the pants? <laughs> this week on Dr. Brill. <laughs> Dr. Brill. <laughs> the son is a serial killer. I think that was my favorite Dr. Phil promo that I've ever seen. It was just on local yokel Minneapolis TV. And it was just that, that crash cut, like super dramatic, like whip pan to him. He's like, yo son. I don't know why he speaks like foghorn leghorn, but yo son, I say, I say yo son exhibits all the signs of a serial killer. Yeah. And he, they went, I, we, I, I was, we did, we talked about that and and there's actually, there's a name for it. Like it's a, a diagnostic or some type of list that not all serial killers meet these criteria, but many of these criteria are exhibited by serial killers. And is it's it, like, is it the specific ones like the head injuries and bedwetting and stuff like those are head injuries, bed, bedwetting, head injuries before a certain age, bedwetting, um, killing animals when you're a kid, mutilating or abusive to animals. Uh, what else would be? Those are the bigs. I think those are the big bigs. Oh, and then then there's like there's sexual abuse and like just parental abuse is part of it too. They can experience oh, like that. The, the main ones, not the like I got bonked on the noggin when I was a baby. I mean, I'm sure some of that applies, but you it's like this that that idea of Phineas Gage, right? You heard that about that that case. There was a guy named Phineas Gage around the turn of the 20th century, like late 1800s. I think he was a coal miner or some type of miner. And he yeah. was in an explosion and it blew a metal rod through his brain, like oh, through yeah. his mouth, up through his brain, hitting his frontal lobe. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it was the part of this is how they discovered like certain attu- they they began to really be able to study certain attributes of the brain right. and there's a part of the frontal what, cortex what part of the brains do what yes they look at people who lost that part so he yeah exactly honey he lost that part or it was damaged and it was the part that had like it was just the the good guy part he yeah. lost he he lost all forms of empathy like he wasn't empathetic he just lost he just became an he just became a piece of shit and so that's yeah. what they say. Part of that is like if you, at a young age, damage that part, you lose the, um, the moral compass or ethical compass or right sure. socio sociopathy or whatever you know like sure. you just don't have you don't give a fuck. Well, I guess like if you lose your empathy, like you have no reason to mm-hmm. give a shit about anybody. <laughs> like that's kind of cool. Do you see something like that happening? Like, do you see that becoming like a cosmetic thing to be more punk as fuck in the future? Just smash just, your frontal lobe with a piece of metal. Yeah, that sounds pretty punk rock. Get a bit of a front. No, but it, like it's like it's still 21st century, so it still has to be pussified. But they they did that. It's called a lobotomy. None of those people are punk rock. No, but they'll call it like a frontal cortex shaving. 
and it'll be like you're talking shady. body modification. Yeah, it'll be like a body mod. It's a bod and it'll mod. help you be bod mod, bro. More, it'll help you be you know more. Get, get hard. Can you work on my calves and then also take away all empathy towards anything? Thanks. Hundred bucks. Get in the chair. I don't even think you have to pay for that. You just work on it. You work on it. Yeah, the government will fund it. Just put a sewing needle up that future. nose and twirl it around. That's the thing I love the most about science. Just smash something until you figure out how it works. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how we learned about the brain. A guy got his head smashed <laughs> in, and we were like, oh. Yeah, totally. He doesn't give about give a shit about anything, but he pisses his pants. The, uh, let's see, I think it's an Isaac Asimov quote, but he said something like, the 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 path to scientific discovery is is most often heralded not by the words eureka but hmm, that's weird when you look at <laughs> a guy true, through though. a a guy with a iron spike through his head hmm it's funny wow he shouldn't be alive why is he giving me the finger that's a hard quote to like make the front cover of the quote book though because it's hard to read you have to go through it a couple times so you because to repeat oh, it you have to, to emote it. And I did not. No, you did great. I'm just saying <laughs> the, on the it. first read, you go, uh, science isn't eureka. It's, hmm, that's weird. And it's like, what? That was weird. Yeah, if you don't give it any in- inflection. And it doesn't have the, like, grandiosity of, like, choice Martin Luther King quotes or Lincoln quotes. Like, it's it's true, and but it just doesn't, yeah. You're not going to start your paper with that. It doesn't have the generic... Gratitude is attitude quality. <laughs> it's, it's not short it doesn't and doesn't rhyme. rhyme. Sorry. Yeah, Asimov, get with it. I'm only Go back Isaac to your Asimov. fables, Moff, Grand Moff Azzy. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it points to that, that sentiment that you're, you're saying. You, you discover yeah. things when you least expect it. You just oh. have to mess with stuff till something happens. Does anybody Base. really seek discovery? Like, is anybody, like, even Einstein, like, Einstein, or maybe, and I'm, this is a genuine question. Did Einstein sit down and go, I'm going to discover, what did he discover? Rel- <laughs> relative time space. I'm going to discover what makes time and space. Did he sit down and do that? Or no. did a goddamn brick fall on his shin, and he's like, "Fucking, wait a minute, what? What is like, what the hell? Freaky, hurdy, leggy, why? Oh, with every action, there's a reaction. Okay, <laughs> doesn't that sound like a shitty like Mad TV sketch or like SNL sketch? Like the all, reason all scientists through the ages had something fall on their head. Yeah, the reason That's... we know Newton is because the guy before him had a brick fall on his frontal lobe. Right, it would be it would be called dumb knowledge or something. It would just be smart people acting stupid and then getting hit with a pie. That's not bad. That's, I mean, it's good. It. Trademark. Uh, but, uh, no, oh, he, no, he did answer. not. He did not right? start that way. He's just imagined. He didn't know what, what he was doing. He sat down and started imagining what would it would be like to ride on a light wave, and that led him to just oh man, I got to get on a chalkboard and figure out these equations and. Relativity is what happened. Yeah, because Einstein was like a slacker stoner boner, really, right? Initially, you don't, you don't, you can't start out thinking you know what you're going to discover. It doesn't make sense. It's a oxymoron, right? You can't think your way to discovery. You have it's to discover how, how to think. 
You can't means. just say, I'm going to jump to the moon huh? and then just work on your, your lateral. Yeah, the first person that thought to go to the moon, first, he didn't just say, I, yeah. How, well, technically, he tried to ride a magic goat like Thor. But yes. then he was like, well, none of these goats can fly. Then what? I wonder the first person, who named the moon, moon? Ooh, I don't, uh, probably Norse mythology. Jesus? Mon. Incans? After, after, shoot, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the beginning, but I know, you know, like, yeah, it's... Because Monday is the same root. Is moon, the moon Vikings day. are all responsible for all those name days. Do you think they initially thought the moon was much closer? <clears throat> right, like you could hit it with a rock? Yeah. hard enough? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Who tried? I'm going to punch that moon out. <laughs> the down, <laughs> downwind from the guy throwing rocks at the moon is... There's a lot of good science happening, though. Is Einstein saying... <laughs> <laughs> what i mean if you have to think about it from that perspective the first time you start thinking like that there's no difference in the distance of the moon than the distance of the next town over because they're all they're unattainable yeah. the like the next just town up in the sky that's why i can't get to it yeah the next town over can't. takes a week and it's only two there miles ain't away no tree big enough yeah you try and hit it with a log <laughs> yeah and they probably you- thought, like, the sky was like, oh, this is a, uh, thank God they didn't have me. <laughs> thank God they didn't have me as their their central thinkologist, because I was just going to say, they probably <laughs> thought the, that They'd there was, you there, there, they probably you thought died. there was a way they could take a ship through the air like it was water to the moon. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> No need to finish that sentence. How much of an idiot I am. Just cut the water part out. <laughs> well, in a way, eventually. See, maybe we I, came up with that ship. I guess so. I would have been early on. I've been like, "Airs like water. We'll take a water ship to the moon someday." A, You're the engineer. Yeah. To man, let's go to man and, and water. And it was called a spaceship. Thank God, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> wasn't around in the I, like can you imagine being in like viking times with uh, I'm I'm talking about me specific my current stature it would have just been like one <laughs> sword swipe like immediately just uh or just or if they accepted me but they only accepted me cuz I was like kind of funny and like fun to like rib but I just had to get like 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 manhandled around by all these just brute idiot Nordic chunks. No, that it's like no, totally. They would have been like, he's really fun to have around. It. Let's watch him die first. I bet he'll <laughs> scream really funny. Exactly. It would be like, uh, <laughs> let's spit whiskey in his eyes. It's funny to see him in pain. That kind of thing. Oh yeah, no. Like your reaction to the pain would be what keeps you alive until they cut pieces off of you inch by inch until you're just like nothing left. This is, it's the same thing in Cut seventh grade. Cut his nose off. In seventh grade when I was the fourth string wide receiver. They, I was never going to play. They just kept me around because I, 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 I was mooning the cheerleaders and it made people laugh. Then <laughs> 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 a Viking six a sword in your ass. He's like, ah, look at him now. <laughs> look how close the moon is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you brought it around. Close that, baby. Nice. You would have had to eventually, you know, invent stand-up comedy, like, or some way of being funny without dying. Yeah. Without (laughs) taking pain. The old jester. Was that a real thing? Let me pretend to fall. It's a pratfall. I won't tell them that, but. Oh, my God. You invent a comedy routine. You'll be the first. Well, I mean, but they, in, they in, s- in in Viking community, in survive. Viking community, in the Viking community, you do a pratfall, pretend <laughs> to fall, and they'd be like, "Well, I think he actually fell and broke his leg. Cut his head off so he doesn't suffer." <laughs> <laughs> You're just so convincing at it that you're just like, "No, no, no, he's kidding." Oh, Clearly, God. we must cut his head off. He's broken his leg. He'll be no good to anyone. He's useless. We can't. He has weak <laughs> leg bones. We can't let him procreate. <laughs> Uh, was, throw you into the river. Was constantly. a was, is a jester a Hollywood thing or was that a real thing? It's Court a real jester. Thing. Court fool. Well, the, it's you know if you I don't know how true it was, but it was typically if you you know he was around to deliver bad news to the king. Like he's the only person uh. who could who could mock the king. Like anyone else would, Viking time get their head cut off, but he did it in a way of humor. Like I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's just like a fun story to tell. But like that was, he was the one to break bad news because he could also fall into a pile of horse shit in the funniest way possible. <laughs> oh, that's in, that's interesting. So, but you would rewarded. think that the only person like to break no, because. The, we're all such animals. I was going to say the only person that could break the news to a king that like is bad news would be like somebody on an equal playing field, like the king's brother, because they're no, both like was, royalty. But they I just, just cut, killed that, each other anyway. He's the antithesis of the king. He's yeah. the only one that can speak to the king as an equal because he is literally the king of the shit heap. Yeah. Like the brother can't know the king's weakness or failings or insecurities because then he'll just scheme against him and take his spot. The jester can never do that. So True. he is like the only person like it's like a therapist kind of. You know what I mean? Like sure. The only person you could talk to <laughs> is this person who can't hurt you in any way possible. And if he does, he makes it a joke and everybody else gets to have a laugh. Right. Do you think um well, does he do it? Though in front of everybody else, I think he could if he's good. If he's like the Louis C.K. of jesters, you got to be like Dave Chappelle good. If you get cutting a little too close to home on the king in front of his whole court, then I think you'd end up with a you know Viking sword up your ass. Viking sword. I don't know. Butt cheeks. The sword goes into the guy who's laughing the hardest. Oh yeah, yeah. Good point. Nobody's <laughs> laughing at that shit. That's how you find out your true enemies. The if Henning's guffawing a little too much when Hans <laughs> talks about how big my butt is in front of the court. Do you? I, that's a really interesting. What a fun project to like research if there's enough like material. And I'm sure there was like court scribes and stuff like the history of gestures. Who was good at it? I, for some reason, I have a feeling. It, there's family lineage like i've been a, i've oh, been the king of the is, shit yeah. heap since my grandfather's grandfather but there's like like the same way you hear of like we're f- fifth generation butlers yeah you're still a butler go go clean my toilet you doctor but like 
I'm sure, like, just the history, and, like, I, I'm sure, like, everything comes from truth, like, so I'm getting all my, like, from, like, information from movies. I'm sure there's an instance when a jester was having an off day, couldn't mm. quite win the crowd, and got a fucking, got the old axe to the neck, you know what I mean? Probably, yeah. Or just got... I guess I don't know the, the like, what a jester's duties would be other than, like, in the sense of just movies and tv like he's there to like entertain when there's a feast right but i do like the idea of that's the only person the king can like truly confide in because he's the only person who can't do anything about it right do you think he had to do double duty and do like the food be the food taster too (laughs) that's a fun job some not much of a king if he can't afford both yeah and you don't want to waste a good jester on poison. Like, yeah. save that for your second cousin. Like, he's your food taster. Like, fucking lazy bones. You think it was pro- anything? Probably just so hungry. It probably wouldn't. It wouldn't have been hard to find a food taster, right? That would have been probably what we did. Yeah, I was gonna say mostly, but we'd be we'd. That's that's the fallacy though, because we ha- would have been have been eating garbage for so long, we would have had iron stomachs. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's yeah, true. We, we uh, what what is that poison in the Princess Bride? I, ibocaine or yeah. oh yeah, ibocaine. I think powder? yeah. No, ibocaine is it? Ibocaine powder? If it's not, it's close to that. You know, okay. I got to. This is not a like a name drop because there's nothing exciting about it, but it kind of is because I got to stand behind Wallace Shawn no. in a Staples, <laughs> and I don't know if I was having a particular, <laughs> and we were in line for a long time. And I don't know if I was having a particular um, Ed Norton-like day, but literally he was the one, the person in front of line. The Wow. He was the person in front of me in line, and he, he kept looking back at me so many times with that look that only Wallace Shawn could give, like the cockeye, <laughs> like, I know you, but I don't know you. And he yeah. and it was inconceivable. And he was a little too like I guess he was a little too comfortable as Wallace Shawn because any other individual would be like would feel weird looking at somebody for that long. But I think yeah. Hollywood gets you gives you a little um, gilded sword up your butt so you can yeah. look. Because I was like fucking a like I want to say something, but I've I've long gotten past whatever stupid thing I've ever said to anybody I've ever unnecessarily talked to before. You know what I mean? Cause it never yeah, yeah, has yeah. ever went well or ended well or been any reason. There's always a moment of awkwardness. I always regret doing it. So I stopped because all I would have said is like, you're great in this, this, and this, you know, which is, it again is fair, but then we would and have you, been in line for the next yeah. 10 minutes as we were. So fine. He got to tell his friends he was in line with Ed Norton at CVS. You did the good thing. You big timed him. Maybe. Made him feel better. Yeah, but it, just it's, ignored it's, him. It's funny seeing that look. He's a, just like a he wanted to talk guy. to you. Seemed like he wanted to start a conversation with you. It was like that time. Uh, now this will get namey. But uh, there was a time I, for whatever reason, sometimes you feel good. And Meg and I went with we every year we get invited to this really cool comedians party, and has like a lot of celebs. And I, for whatever reason, it was Halloween. I was like, our Halloween costume was kind of like the, the cool adult Halloween costume where we were like dressed up like in our nines, like full on suit, nice tie, like looking good. And then just like an old like plastic mask, you know, like cool kid Mm -hmm. Halloween. 
Anyways, yeah, yeah. I was feeling good. I walk into this party and David Cross is at the bar and I'd had a couple drinks or something. So something was just like so casual. So I just went, David Cross. And I reached out, shook his hand. He went, hey, like, cause only somebody that knows me would have approached me like that. He just <laughs> totally, said, hey, yeah. but I was already also feeling all of the effects of ever meeting anybody. So I just shook his hand and then I just walked away and Meg was like, he was like so confused that you just turned your back on him. Like he just like, okay, okay. Like who the fuck was that? And then that's how David Cross got Arrested Development. Yes, you put him in a weird headspace, and he knew he needed something. Got a got a shift. Got a shift. Anyways, that that's not intended to be name dropping. That just shows how uh, it, it, those names can be replaced with Gimli, Leland, and. Johnny Dons, all right? Like, it's just how awkward in life I am. So <laughs> I just so. love that you're like, now you're flustered about name dropping. You're like, I shook David Cross' hands once. That's nice. I mean, that's cool. Like, you should feel bad about it. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't, there's, there was, there's like a tendency, like, especially I feel like in New York or LA or in the crowd, the crowd we're around, yeah. like, you hear a lot of, stories that go nowhere and they're only yeah. uttered out of somebody's mouth because there's a name in it. Well, that's name dropping, right? Oh, totally. And it's just, for it's just example, so boring. We, you can do the best is like, I've been to Aziz Ansari's birthday. <laughs> that's the yeah. most name droppy gross thing. It's true. I never say, I said it once and I was like, why did I say that? Like, what was the point of me saying that even ever <laughs> to anybody? Oh yes. Don't get me wrong. Don't, don't uh, let me get off. Any type of horse I, I am, I've Lena done Dunham. that. I've done it, and then immediately, exactly as yes. it came out of my mouth, and I had nothing. I had no s- sentence number two to finish it. Like, and yes. Aziz told me this funny quip, and it's just yep. like, and I had to leave early because I got too drunk, and I think <laughs> I saw somebody in a corner that I knew. Like, there's it goes nowhere. Like most of my stories, but <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Oh. uh Oh my God! Speaking of Gimli Leland and Donnie Johns, I am transitioning. Can you tell? Or not? Not like in that way, but <laughs> I should. I should say, like I an to... NBA champ, you did a pivot on that. Just pivot, type pivot. Well, I just got blocked by Henning. Go ahead. Maybe before I should mention, I went to see Seinfeld last night. Ooh, Be- yes. Travel. Blow <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, the whistle. <laughs> because because it was name dropping. I was in the same room as Jerry Seinfeld, you guys. Tell us was about it his it. birthday. Because if it's not, I don't care. Oh, were you at his birthday it? party? Because we we were talking about <laughs> celebrities and court jesters. Oh, it is a pretty decent transition. See if we were at, uh, if yeah, I yeah I missed I missed my opportunity like thirty seconds before you started transitioning onto the new one. Well, but I could have given it to you. But... I reeled it back. I th- I think it felt natural. <laughs> it feels natural to me, Casey. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Should we bench him? Me. Unless we don't let him finish. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for you, Henning. Anyways. <laughs> Give me a Nordic name for Seinfeld. I want to get back into that riveting moon discussion. <laughs> <laughs> what is the moon closer? All right, go ahead. We went up to a comic strip live where I think he did his first stand-up ever, and it's the brick wall. It's in the Seinfeld Ooh, show, I think. The like late eighties, nineties brick wall. Yeah. Do you have those sleeves pushed up? He did Shoulder that. pads. <laughs> He's playing disco music to intro everybody. Uh, he looked like old Seinfeld. 
and not that I would know. This is the literally the first time I think I've ever seen him tell a joke. I didn't see the show. I didn't watch him do stand up, but uh, it turns out he's a pretty good comedian. Uh oh, we <laughs> got it. a middle aged mom just fell in love. Uh, I, I in my he's, mind, Henning he's pretty good because he's never seen Seinfeld or seen have seen him do stand up. In my mind, Henning just thought he was like a fucking open micer. He's pretty solid, this guy I saw last night. His name is Jerry. I don't know. You can go in some place. Sharp observations, I suppose. <laughs> it's a hit or miss, hit or miss. I forgot you told me you were doing that last night, that you were going to see Seinfeld, and I didn't put two and two together. You know how many people would like, like Seinfeld is like their, not only their favorite show, is like their favorite thing of all time, mm. would kill to be like in the like a private setting Seinfeld show yeah, and you're man. that guy that literally could go up to him and be like hey man we're on the same same hey, playing field baby I probably <laughs> animated some win. bullshit you were in and I didn't even watch it Jerry Seinfeld shakes his hand and then turns around oh yeah <laughs> Jerry see you later <laughs> it was a small so- small venue uh like 50 people and they really crammed us in he was shooting a netflix special i found out later it was like uh like the the throwbacks to early 90s and 70s when he actually started 76 i think he mentioned is he pulling a scumbag retro hipster move he was he was going back to basics back Back to the classic i think he told every joke not that I would know, but I think he told every joke that he told uh, like uh, before, and they're just like classic and like the best of, greatest hits. Except I didn't know any of the, the jokes. So it was Who all new was to it? Me. Just didn't matter to me. Didn't matter to anyone in that room. It was he was on fire, and you could do no wrong. People were laughing at the setup, and he had to say, "Stop." <laughs> okay, guys, enough. Don't clap at everything. Don't <laughs> laugh at the premise, yeah. the setup of the joke. Yeah, do you think he, there was even one of those audiences any chance he could have bombed Jerry Seinfeld? No. Not only no, that, no. not only that, not. Jerry Seinfeld doing his A material that he's retired. Like that was a thing after Seinfeld, and he <laughs> would specifically went on. I think it was Letterman because Letterman was guy. He went on Letterman and said, "I'm officially retiring all my stand up up to this point." Hmm. And then he no came on jokes. a year later and did uh, a whole new set. And I was like, you didn't, <laughs> that, I was telling him like, he might've retired all that material, yeah. but that joke and this, God, should I, should I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be critical on like one of the great, I love time, but one of the greatest comedians of all time. But like, he had a joke about like, you know, what's the deal with pasta? What's all the sauce? And then he came back a year later on Letterman and was like, can you keep putting too much sauce on your pizza? It's like. And I don't know why I gave him that inflection. Ooh. <laughs> is that spiced? Oh. Jerry Spicefeld? That is a little, you're getting a little German on him, a little Viking on him. Uh, I didn't I didn't mean to. He's kind of got a thing. Uh, you got a but you must have an impression now. You I, saw him for two minutes. <laughs> I didn't hear anything in, in Henning's your... our impression guy now. <laughs> Kick it to Henning with Oh, is Jerry Seinfeld in the studio with us? Just add an H for Henning now. Then all the impression. Harry Heinfeld. <laughs> Harry Heinfeld. He didn't do what's the deal with airline food. Not that classic, but he did have, um, like, he feels guilty about his maid. He feels 
like he's he's so rich now he's got a maid and he feels guilty he just follows her around everywhere in his house and said oh i'm sorry i didn't clean that up i should have does that bit sound familiar <laughs> the old maid humor no <laughs> and that doesn't sound like classic no, jerry seinfeld because he didn't used to have a seinfeld maid before he was famous henning i don't know his sellout shit <laughs> yeah seinfeld's early shit like what's yeah, what's the deal with Pez. I don't. I don't know. What's, what's the deal with moms going around cleaning up? I feel so bad. I got to apologize to her. <laughs> it's just the same joke. Oh yeah, that's good. Uh, maybe you did. Maybe you did replace it. You kind of have to, right? He's literally Updated. a billionaire, right? He, but that's like I've like regardless of what you think of Seinfeld as a comedian, whether you think he's funny or not, like he is an impressive like worker and craftsman. Like he really. He puts the fucking legwork in like like when you said he retires bits he and he'll just because he'll he builds like two minutes, five minutes, yes. 30 minutes. He builds to a to his specials. Oh, and let me once he's figured yeah. out every like nuance about every joke and like the physicality of it. Like he compared I read an article it was interesting. He compared it to the. In you know, like in China, the the guys who train these crickets to fight, like it's such a small thing. But he every every aspect of it he controls until it's done, and then he does it, and then it, he starts over again. Yeah, let me put my personal preference with the, like the funny thing. Like I think Jerry Seinfeld's incredibly funny. Like for me, he's, he's one of yeah. the all time great comics. Like he really is show yeah. aside all that stuff. He's incredibly funny. His style is so good and original that it sounds, you know, it's mocked, right? Like he's, yeah. he, it's mocked because he's right. like, he, he, it's, he does it so well and it's his own thing. There's that. When you talk about the crickets, he is like, he's never, I mean, this is, is neither here nor there, but like, I, he's got his own isms, like in the sense that like work is his thing. Like he made it through the eighties without like, he didn't drink, he didn't do drugs. He just worked his comedy, like becoming the best comic ever. Like, yeah. So yeah, with that dedication and stuff and he's like a huge into meditation and, and that may not be your style. Like he is, he was the greatest comedian of that era that road dog burnout the world was burned out mm. by comedy clubs like the same world mm -hmm. that created bill hicks right mm -hmm. but he was the best at club comic of all time and i mean that may not be your forte like that's just a taste thing right but watch watch his internet show uh comedians in cars getting coffee he is just a quick funny guy even when he's not doing bits watch the one with him and letterman it's like 10 15 minutes long it is fucking amazing it's just two of the funniest people alive just sassing going back and forth him and chris rock him and don rickles like him and pat Oswalt. like it's great that's so funny you know what i have never seen that show i always forget about it and it it's like the funniest people, like the people I admire the most, I, I never have checked out that show. He he does one with Howard Stern. That's really fun because Howard yeah. Stern isn't the like Howard Stern we all know. It's like you kind of get to see him as a normal dude, and he's a funny guy, but he's just a normal dude. Like it's funny to think like the only person on an even footing with Howard Stern is Jerry Seinfeld, but it kind they kind of are. 
What is Howard? What? Uh, what's a Howard Stern like these days? Because there was like raunchy Randy, right? And that's what got him really big. And and they started taping the show on E. And he became so famous in New York for being so out there. But then the last shift over like the last six years is he's like on network TV and telling like little kids that rap like you're you're fresh, you know, like what is he? And yeah. now I don't see him doing he's, he's not doing that. I don't see his show Got talent. You mean? Yeah. That one for like two seasons. Does he still have a radio show? And is that radio yes, show still like, hey, get that one girl to fart in that other girl's boobs. Tell me the uh, ABCs. I don't, I honestly, I, the only, I've only ever watched the E. Howard Stern thing. I've never actually listened to a full Howard Stern show that was broadcast. Right. I, I, I know he's still doing it because I randomly was talking to somebody the last couple of weeks who mentioned Howard Stern and Ashley and I were both like, that's f- cool. That's hilarious. Like this guy's like, man, I love Howard Stern. And we were both like, wow, he still has a show. It's still going on. I think it's probably just, you know, it's like. He was podcast before podcast. He was just him and his friends hanging out. Oh, that was a thing, though. As kind a pop- of being gross, a gross guy. You yeah, know, he's a gross dude. As but, he a, just, but he hasn't transitioned into a podcast, has he? He he painted himself into a bit of a corner there. Right when podcasts were getting, he can't do it. He he was really anti podcast hmm. for basically for the reason. Like, because if, if right our now, podcast was around, right. he would have directly said the name of our podcast. Because, because he was he like, is it's a bunch of idiots that can just get on mic and do whatever they want and release it. He has to toe that line because he got paid so much money. I don't know what the deal was. He may even own part of, like, Sirius th- yes, he does. Radio. Yeah, he does. Exists solely on his on shoulders. His yeah. Yes. It was his back. They paid him a fucking king's ransom. Legitim- literally a billion plus a percentage of the company. So he can't. Like, I bet he thinks podcasts are funny. But he yeah. cannot He cannot admit it. He can't. I'm what? sure he would prefer to do a pod. I mean, he doesn't have to. He's on Sirius. He can say and do whatever he wants. Right. I mean, that's the thing with Sirius. You're only, you're beholden to Sirius Radio. Why doesn't Sirius just make a deal? Well, because Apple is notorious for dealing with, right? Like, why doesn't Sirius just make a deal with Apple and make a podcast channel? Well, it's like, look at Adam Carolla, for example. Super huge radio show, ran into trouble, so he left Mm -hmm. to do a podcast so he could be Adam Carolla and say whatever the fuck he wants, do whatever the fuck he wants. On his back, he started a podcast network. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Radio One or, or Podcast One. But I don't hear much about his show anymore. I know he and he's a big proponent of podcasts in the sense that um, he is the first one that had to take on a lawsuit for podcasts. Did you hear about this? This was a few what? years ago because some scumbag oh. with some scumbag Dan Fielding like lawyer <laughs> d- just went, oh, yeah, you know what? A program we had initially put out there yeah. 15 years ago had something set up in the platform that said you can record what you want put it up online and anybody can download it right. technically that's a podcast therefore i own right. all the rights to podcasts therefore all podcasts need to give me a royalty i invented oh. podcast i have a patent exactly a patent argument yeah. yeah 
And the, that's the last I heard of Corolla, though, as he was doing like the podcast circuit. This was like four years ago, uh, four or five yeah. years ago, saying, can, and they had like Kickstarters and donation pages, like help mm. pay these lawyers to get people, like to make, because basically what would happen is if that lawsuit succeeded, yeah. iTunes or Apple, and this guy's such a piece of shit. You think you're going to go against mm-hmm. Apple? Um, no fucking way. Well, maybe it worked because I just haven't heard anything about Adam Carolla or his show or whatnot. But no, um, he he's still around. He's running into problems because he still he takes advertisers like anyone who listens to podcasts hears like sometimes they do ads. But he is so popular like his advertisers are Ford and Chevy like oh, wow. major corporations. So he started running into them threatening on pulling out all their ads ad dollars so he started doing a corolla g-rated version and then another podcast that was corolla not pulling punches and i think he just muddied the water for people i still think his show is super popular but he is running into that point where now he's beholden to right these corporations that now pay him so he's back basically back exactly where what he's trying to get away from What's it might even be technically he might even be a worse spot because all those networks had the right buffer teams in place for when yeah. your ad advertisers are like he said right. yes we're gonna pull out and you have your sleazeball PR had, team yeah, to get in there bosses. and ease the waters. There was levels of yeah people to keep to fight his fight for him. Now it's just you know now it's just him. What is it? Did he spend all the money? Because come on, you, Adam Carolla's got money. He should, if Ford went to him and said like, "We're gonna pull out our advertising." Yeah, what does that mean? You're gonna pull out your million dollars for a year, which really sucks. But you already got millions of dollars. You know you're gonna get a lot more respect if you go on air the next episode and say, "Here's what Ford threatened to do," unless he signed some kind of weird contract and then yeah, spent all that it, money on hookers. Think about your already. Adam Carolla. Like he's been on. He's been famous for the last. 25 years yeah he's fine like i mean i don't know his finances but like if he loses that money he has a crazy he owns a shit you know he owns cars he has a huge house like he's got mortgages payment stuff yeah and then he also got this podcast company that he started that employs people right like for him to just go go fuck yourself he may be fine he can go on the road maybe i don't there's a lot of other sh- people now beholden to him. After Hollywood like, comes calling, Henning, uh, yeah. studio apartment, mm-hmm. beans. Yeah, you gotta keep it, keep it in your means, man. Don't yep. buy a bunch of sports cars. Don't buy. Don't go. Don't be MC Hammer. Don't oh, go man. Hammer Time on it. Classic Hammer. Fuck. <laughs> I watched. What's cool- even like? Like old athletes. Like look at. Like how all these guys like it was like how how could this guy be poor? He played for seven years in the NFL and made five million dollars every season. But if you spend money like you have a salary, which you don't as an athlete, you have a finite time. Yeah. And you only have a short amount of time to make that money. Once you're done, that money never comes back. So if you set up a financial infrastructure for your life that depends on you getting paid millions hundreds of millions of dollars every year that doesn't unless you're the ceo of a company you can't live your life like that 
That's so interesting that you mention it because I was. Uh, it's easy to be judgmental. They're living paycheck to paycheck. They may be hundred million dollars. It's still a fucking paycheck. It's easy to be judgmental of like a young athlete that spends money like that. But let's turn it on me because we haven't talked about me enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey, when we uh, and Henning, when we first moved to New York, um, we would. Uh, uh, order riff tracks right on my computer mm-hmm. like it was it was yeah. not as easy to do and we would buy the dvd purchase the riff tracks track literally yeah. sync them up together because you would have to sync it up and say play it at this time fine and i was like you know what i had an account to buy all that stuff i just went into that account to see and i saw the money I spent on riff tracks and DVDs every single night. We like, it was like every single night for like a month, we bought a riff tracks and the accompanied DVD at like Virgin Megastore. The riff track was $10. The DVD was $10, $20 a night talking my comparison to professional athletes. But I saw that now (laughs) I saw that now. And I was like, where the fuck was that money coming from? Like, and that's just a 20, cause you know, there were six big beers involved with each, each viewing some beef <laughs> yeah, patties. We're, that's there more bottles of liquor. Money. We weren't going out. It was just beards and beef patties. So yeah. it's like living like a, a prince, you know, like <laughs> thinking that money is never going to run out and it ran out. <laughs> Did you come over with a certain sum and that's what ran out or you? No, it's just I look back at it now like I don't know what shifted in me or uh, what kind of financial fear or or with, like some kind of debt. Like I don't know like there, if there's a certain age you hit and you haven't made it to that sweet money spot because something clicked over in me now because I just uh, bought a subscription service on Amazon for this channel called Con TV. It's like the um, Comic-Con, Comic-Con network mm. and it has like all uh, these old horror movies it has some old riff what? tracks, but that was like it's really great. It's four ninety nine a month, mm. and I can't tell you the amount of beads of sweat that was forming on my lip and my hands when I went to go <laughs> hit confirm because I was like five bucks a month, <laughs> five bucks. Ooh. Ooh, I don't know, but I'm yeah. still I still have four days left, or I can cancel without having to pay a dime. Oh, you're on your free seven days. I already watched <laughs> Titanic two. So we'll see. What? There is a movie. Is there's a movie called Titanic Two. Uh, it's one of those disaster movies. It takes place a <laughs> hundred years after the first launch of the Titanic. The name oh, of the man. boat so is we're coming up on 80s? that anniversary. No. Oh yeah. Good point. No. Passed. It's a hundred like years. It's a hundred. They claim yeah. it's a hundred years later. No, because Titanic was 1918. Yeah, that's a oh. coming up. Wasn't or was it? We got something to look forward to. That's what I was saying. We're either coming right up on it, or we just passed it. So it might be nineteen fourteen. Yeah. So they released the new Titanic, but what they don't know is because of global and it, warming. And it's a spaceship. No spaceship to the moon. <laughs> yeah. No. Because of global I think warming. That was a LucasArts game, actually. He was. It, he did the sound. Um. Uh. Global war. I don't want a spoiler. Do I spoiler? Do you guys have Con TV? <laughs> I'll give you my password. We'll really milk this baby. Um, I thought it was XCon TV. I thought it was a crime thing. You said Con TV. I was like, ooh, like XCon? Oh, that'd be <laughs> nice. Good, though. I thought it was Con Academy. That place it was. is. Like, if I, I, 
they probably have 500 movies on there that are not on Netflix. Like they are the deep cut Curtis Mathis dime store horror movies. Dimers, like it yeah. is the the type of movies that are like you like literally more. It's it's more fun just to scroll through the art because as an adult with thank God things to do. You should never stop to watch Titanic 2. I mean, I did. Titanic 2, I did. But, like, all these other old movies, like, they have, like, all the whole Reanimator series on there. And then, like, other just crazy, oh, like... That's good. Yeah, just so many, like, deep, deep horror movie cuts. I'm trying to picture them. But all the boxes and the art is, like, actual art. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, the, back when they illustrated yeah. uh, the movie covers. Exactly. Like a, like a Meatballs cover. They're, they like look a awesome. Big Trouble in Little China. Cover. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So they're they're pretty sweet. How was I getting on that? Titanic two. Oh, the, can, the myth that is global it. warming. Please spoil it. Yeah. The myth that is global warming causes a ice cap to break off into the ocean. Okay. And the ice cap. What is... do you mean the myth? It's a myth in the universe of this movie. No, in real myth. Okay. Trump's America. Yeah, Trump. 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 <laughs> um, Get down with Trump. Okay. <laughs> Bart, hit me with the triple raz. Uh, so this ice cap falls into the Atlantic Ocean, and it's so big, it's the size of Rhode Island, mm. that it causes this tsunami wave that sure. whips across the entire Atlantic. Sure. And everybody's like, but don't worry, if you're in the middle of the Atlantic, you won't feel like a wave, you'll only feel it at shore. Mm. But they're like, but there's ice chunks in the wave. So a giant ice chunk hits the side of Titanic 2. And the problem is, you Ooh. know what the problem with Titanic 2 is? Mm. All the lifeboats are replicas to look like the old lifeboats <laughs> from Titanic. <laughs> so they don't have the lifeboats for anybody. Now I wish it was space, as Henning said. Old... And it was like, we don't have any spaceships. It's just boats. <laughs> I didn't are finish they, it. I'll are be they honest. spending the first asleep. part of the movie saying like, oh, this thing will never sink? Yes, it's building great. that up, and you have Same the uh, you got Richie Riches on board, the ultimate Richie Rich, who literally it's so amazing. I miss this so much. Slick back, blonde hair, blazer, open button shirt under the blazer, always mm. walks with five women, three mm. on one side, two on the other, but with arms nice. wrapped around all five. <laughs> oh, such a scuzzbag move. I've never seen Ooh. it. I want to see that in my life. Now that we're on. Con TV and and horrid movies. I'll just do a before little... you b- before you go that place. I know yeah. for a fact I really cut off some good Seinfeld impressions because we got way <laughs> off the Seinfeld rails. Oh yeah. So let me kick it back to my Harry Henning, Harry Heinfeld over here. Oh, boy. You guys hear about Titanic too? No. Did anybody answer his rhetorical questions? What if you didn't know Seinfeld? So you did keep you kept verbalizing. In fact, speaking of name He's dropping, right to me. Right. Did you did you know him. that uh, one of our jerk practice members actually had to change his name because Seinfeld? He was worried Seinfeld would ruin him in the comedy community. Uh, I'll tell you after the podcast. But Jay Lang? No, 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 no. It's a it's, much it's, more scuzzbaggy it member. It's my father. You haven't met Martin Seinfeld? Did he, diss, did he diss Seinfeld? And it was, he, he was on Seinfeld. the same show as Seinfeld. And he like, and, or if something weird happened, he didn't realize Seinfeld was going to be on the show later. He does a set. I 
think it didn't go well. We'll have him on. Hope he, he literally. This is true. He doesn't <laughs> want to talk about like it because he changed his name from one very Italian name to one very mineral like. You, name. If anybody knows us, we know who the, we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. Benito Mussolini. I don't know. So he gets on stage. He does his bit, and then Seinfeld ends up going up later. And for one re- uh, reason or another, amazingly, Seinfeld actually saw his bit, so he could put a face to a voice for some reason. So then in the audience, somebody next to our comedian friend is making like noise during Seinfeld's set. And what happens, this is like what happens to me, like guilt by association. He looks across and says like, is that the shitty comic that was on before me heckling during my set? And then like, and it wasn't, but it was still like something happened where then this, our friends, brothers, friends were like, we're going to fucking kill Jerry Seinfeld. Like that asshole doesn't talk about our brother like this. So they like stopped him at the door and it became like an incident. And it really Seinfeld is at a place in like that community where it's like the next day, all he has to do is get on a phone or so our friend thinks. I love that. I'm talking about him like this. He he only thinks in mafia think. Right. Exactly. He literally thinks that Jerry Seinfeld (laughs) got on the phone that could potentially have gotten on the phone next day and said this guy's name. Never work with him again. Like, like literally, like a he classic. Called, he He's called, finished in this business. Get me Chris Rock. He's my conciliary. Rock, I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want them all dead. Tell Louis C.K. too. Get Jim Gaffigan on the horn. <laughs> what movie is that from? I want him dead. I want it at a dead. Untouchables. Oh yeah, it's great. Nice, nice pull. Enthusiasms. Stonyisms. All right, go ahead. Work as a team. (laughs) What? More Seinfeld? Yeah, (laughs) hit me. What is the difference between a rat and a pigeon? I don't know any Seinfeld bits. I know Krusty's. I know Subway Seinfeld. (laughs) What's the deal with rats and their poison? Oh my God, that's a new character, Henning. Hmm? You're official. We got a new character, Subway Seinfeld. (laughs) Subway Seinfeld. That's not bad. As he just he crawls out of the the murky underbelly into a microphone in the subway station, <laughs> and does his sub very specific ho- hobo observational subway humor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is it like what's the deal with rat poison? Why call it rat poison? If it's a human, we don't call it human poison. We just call it poison. <laughs> Why do they call it a shank? You ain't shanking anything. You're stabbing somebody. Why do they call it a stab or a stabby? <laughs> That's good. That's not bad. Oh, man. I'm the only guy who literally doesn't know the Seinfeld song. <laughs> what are you doing? Despite you know Seinfeld. <laughs> One of them's a racist. Oh, Seinfeld. How'd you get in that into that? That seems pretty exclusive, Han. Yeah, how did you get into the did Seinfeld taking? Oh, uh, it was an email list, and I think one of my friends won a lottery of, you know, they were... Your friends with the lottery winner? He bought the, he bought the theater. Like Bat- Bruce Wayne in the first Batman, he just went, I'll take it, the theater. Jerry Seinfeld, I'll take him too. I That's felt, the thing, I Henning's like, really... I want to sit here, sir. I think it'll be okay. I own this comedy club. <laughs> I felt really guilty to be taking a seat. 
that could have been filled by a a real Seinfeld fan. Oh, that seat would have been filled with some basement dumpster chip eater <laughs> that watched too many I, episodes I, of Seinfeld to begin I with. I think you're you're better because you an on Henny you had, you gave him an honest read. That's like, true. I'm sure he would prefer people who would actually laugh if they think it's funny, not just because they're like, ah, I love your show. <laughs> exactly. I was tough but fair. Thank God yeah, that's what, that's Seinfeld didn't pull out for. his anti-sagging routine. He <laughs> <laughs> would have gotten a shoe to the gut. Oh, man, <laughs> Henning. At least Seinfeld didn't do all his flat earth gags. <laughs> <laughs> the earth looks round, feels round, but it isn't. I mean, when I drive, I don't drive over a hill. It's flat, isn't it? I mean, there's a flat crust pizza, but the crust of the earth is round. <laughs> I don't, I don't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's that's how I would have to finish all of my Seinfeld impressions because, like, I, he is so sense. smart. He puts it together. Mine is just it. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Subway Seinfeld and shitty Seinfeld. Hey, it's a double. Oh, yeah. Did, what, did he have an opener? Yeah. Jimmy Brogan, Tommy Brogan. Mm, that sounds familiar. He was older guy, right? Older guy. Dresses like Mr. Rogers, just a nice older gent who did a lot of, didn't have any material, just looked out of the audience and made bits out of nothing, out of, where are you from? What do you do? It was, uh, He's great. Smart move on Seinfeld's part. Like he can't have someone who has good material. Like he needs a fucking ethereal Adams. improviser in the moment. Yeah. Orny Adams. There was a great so Jerry Seinfeld, I should yeah. pull out this documentary. I have a DVD. Do you have a DVD player on Still? <laughs> yeah, I could dust it off. D- blow it off. Um, I could go to the garbage and find one, sure. <laughs> Uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld made this great documentary. I think it was like right around like 2001 or two, maybe. I don't know. It's just called Comedian, mm-hmm. where he teams up. It's right after Seinfeld ended or somewhat. Teams up with this younger comic. And I say younger comic, but this guy was actually pretty seasoned, right? He'd been in the game like five, six years. But basically like a comic yeah. that was just about, that had the potential to make that pivot into like the big time, but more like eighties, nineties, big time. Wouldn't you say, Casey? Like development deal, this and that. Like, oh sure, yeah. Because part of the he was going to introduce him to Howard Howard Shore, his yeah. old agent. That was yes. part of like if this guy could make the cut, he would get passed up to this producer friend of Jerry's Jerry's old agent producer. Because I feel like there's a, at the time. So this was literally seventeen years ago, if not more. There's been a shift in comedy or like new comics. This is this conversation excludes me, by the way. I don't put myself into any bracket of comedy. But there's a there's either. this idea of comics that they can like that they honestly straight up like like Carlin Pryor esque. Although they got to do movies and shit. More like forget Pryor, more like Carlin. Like they literally are purists and they love comedy. They love being on stage. If they could just be on stage as a career, you know, none of the other stuff, mm. movies, albums, any of that stuff, they're cool. And yeah. now they're finding ways to facilitate it by doing like podcasts because if they get mm. enough uh, people listening to their podcasts, one, they get advertising money to put a little coin in their pocket, but two, that helps them fill up the rooms in the road. 
So they can literally do that. But this guy that I'm from the Seinfeld documentary. Jerry said something about that last night. Like uh, he was saying uh, a lady asked him the advice for young comedians starting out, wanting to be a comedy writer. And he was like, don't do this then. This is just what you see here, what I'm doing now. That's the only thing that will come out of this. This is not a road to anything else. If you do stand up. Yeah. This is all. This is what you want to oh, stick to. Stand yeah. up is stand up, and that's stand up is its own like, thing. It doesn't lead to writing or movies or anything like that. Don't expect it to. You have to love this, and enough to take the the road years. Yeah, yeah. Things will come of it if you if you're good at what you do. It's like all the writers for SNL. Like ninety percent of them are sorry, honey. Ninety percent of them or more are not straight up comedy writers they're like yeah. stand-ups especially late more in the later more contemporary but he's saying more like a writer can be an, a normal person they don't have to yes be a, com- a yeah. stand-up comedian first no i agree with his assessment like if your end goal is i want to be famous like jerry seinfeld then you're you it's like we were talking about the science. Like, you want to get to the moon? You can't just jump there. Like, what are the steps? Like, Jerry Seinfeld right. is the moon. It's an evolutionary process. Like, how do process. I get to that? Like, you do stand-up. And then if you are good at doing stand-up, some of the things that can come to you is possibly being a writer on a show or writing gags for the fucking Oscars or the Bill Nye show. You know what I mean? Like, that stuff comes to you. Because you're a good stand-up, not... Like, if you want to write TV, write TV. Does Seinfeld get a ticket to the moon? Earth's about to blow? Is he on one of the people that get a on ticket? on the Ark? On Titanic 3 to Titanic 3? save humanity? I think he's uh, too much of a purist. He's not going. Oh, he'd get offered the ticket, but he wouldn't go? I think he wouldn't do it. Why would he? What's he gonna, what do you mean, yeah, why would he? going to change his act for the moon at this age? No. Give it to young. He's he's gonna get cut in line by (laughs) fucking Silicon Valley Richies, Googlies. Who's is Musk a big fan of? Like, uh, uh, who was that comic from the eighties? He doesn't want to be a jester on the moon. He wants to be Jerry Seinfeld on Earth. Carrothead. Oh, he doesn't want to. Like Henning was saying, he doesn't want to have to. He doesn't want to take that road again. No, Yakov Smirnov. That seems more like a Musk. Is Musk American? No, he's South African. <laughs> South African? I keep forgetting that. Yeah. But is he th- South African American? Sure, he's a citizen of this country. I'm huh? saying if Jerry Seinfeld gets the invite on that ship to go to the moon or Mars and Earth is dying, he knows getting on that ship, he's on 24 7. Because Jerry Seinfeld's <laughs> not like getting on that rocket gig. because he's a scientist or he's rich or a mogul. He's getting the invite because he's pretty funny, dude. Jester. So that's what he be has the to offer. He is the jester on this world, and I would say fuck that. I I just went off of speaking of stand up comedy, good jokes, Seinfeld jokes, that South African bit. Like I almost wish I was South African so I could have my starting bit on stage to be like, you know, a lot of people don't know I'm African American. <laughs> South uh-huh. African American. <laughs> you think anybody's already got that one? <laughs> uh, you lost your ticket on the rocket. Oh, really? They're going to strap me underneath it? <laughs> You're the fuel. <laughs> shove a, your bones. Just shove bad comics in. Get him in there. You know just, what burns best? 
bad comics. Because they're full of hot air. Get him in there. Get him in there. <laughs> that qualifies. Get in. Just a uh, big broom. I guess I'd be the guy who's brooming him into the, the rocket fuel. Yeah, and you have to jump. You Because you have the... Luckily, you have enough chutzpah to do your own jumping at the end. After you... <clears throat> well, <laughs> just jump on in. Coraluzo, make some room, would you? <laughs> Oh man! Someone's got to shovel all these comedians. I wish now nah, this sucks because I, I well I'll put it on the old bloggy post. Uh, our buddy Anthony, fellow jerk practice member, is doing an album recording. Uh, he's recording oh, an right. album for Comedy Central, June, May, either in June or May. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put the details up, but uh, that's going to be pretty amazing. It's at an the album? creek, right? It's at the creek, yeah. An album, so it's not. It's going to come out on CD. Uh, I I think I think in, digital download. Get with the times, Grandpa. Go watch <laughs> Seinfeld on VHS. <laughs> it's Friday, May twelfth. My surprise yes. witness tells me. Thanks, Meg. That's for a different podcast. What I meant is just audio, <laughs> and not uh... just audio. Yeah, just but I'm going to take I'm going to take iPhone footage. Mm, sure. Like you should have been doing with Seinfeld, you could be a disallowed. Uh, ten, no. They saw anyone you holding up a phone. Could be a thousand air, Henning. Huh? A thousand. You could be a thousand air with that Seinfeld footage. But you should have had your phone running at least, and I could. Be, we could have some Seinfeld jokes going on in the background right now. Been. His new material. We could have had him busting talk <laughs> about want to get some heat on podcasts. Play Seinfeld's new material new before material. his Netflix special airs. <laughs> that shit would be amazing. Scoot. Uh, yeah, I don't think he has too much to worry about. You think Seinfeld you has a good on, lawyer? You don't want to get on Seinfeld's radar. Call Jim Gaffigan. As we found out, he's gonna oh. bear, he's gonna have Louis C.K. bury in a cornfield in blue briefs. Nay, uh, the first the first name that comes to mind of a like a it doesn't have to be comic. Let's just say somebody in Hollywood. The first name that comes to mind when you hear the phrase "You're finished in this business." Who who uh, do I think is finished, or who do I think is saying it? Who would say Who's it? Saying it. Robert Redford. Nice. Bob Evans. Nice. Steven Spielberg. Huh. He wouldn't, he would whisper it. Oh, all right. All right. When I say that. He's vindictive, I think. He would say it. I can't, I don't see, I'd be like, um, he would do it uh, passive aggressively. What do you think? I imagine you're finished in this business. No. So here's the thing about Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks is too cool of, so he actually admitted it. Tom Hanks has legitimately talked about um, not ending people's careers, but basically doing it. He didn't say, like, I ended somebody's career, but he said, like, he's watched something like on he was talking about watching something on a monitor like he just happened to be like on set or like something like that. And this person had been cast in the lead of something. And Tom Hanks took one look at the monitor and said, oh, yeah, yeah, he's got dead eyes. That guy got uh-huh. lost his job on that movie. They replaced him with something else, and they shot it. Like so, and that was coming from the beast of Hank and Stock's mouth himself. But that guy's doing okay. I mean, Corey Feldman has an album out, and he's got his dancers. He's doing a tour. Corey Feldman, Henning, we're going. Was, is playing was Highline guy, Ballroom. Was the guy who got fired? Wait, what? 
No, I was just man, I was just kidding. I don't think it was Corey Feldman. <laughs> well, the guy who got fired, like this is so. I'm just saying, like Hanks didn't do it on purpose, but like when you get to that level, like what you say goes. You throw some weight around. So when I say you're finished in this business, let's replace it. Mm. Who's the first name that comes to mind that makes the decision to press a button and like that person doesn't work again? Yeah, like, that, don't you think Spielberg's that's, like that's gone Spielberg. into his office yeah. and been yeah. like, nah, yeah. I'm not working with them anymore. Right. And then nobody works. Blackball who's somebody. The, who's the Disney guy? Spielberg Bob Iger? Michael Eisner? Michael Eisner. Eisner. Yeah. He got fired, though. Maybe Iger's the current one. Don't run afoul of the old Igs. The Igs of March. Maybe a Weinstein? Uh, I mean, in the past, not anymore. But you, it's now, th- is there an... Oh, well, I guess we just talked about Tom Hanks. Is there somebody strictly in the acting or performance sphere that does that? Like, does a Louis C.K. do that now? I heard him say he did that to... Uh, there's another story, like, Tom Hanks, he admitted to... Um, not letting Jimmy Fallon on the Dana Carvey show. <laughs> Amazing. Because <laughs> he was, oh, that guy is just too pretty and likable. It was something like that. Oh, you know what? Uh, too charismatic. I don't want him on this show that I'm course, the head writer Louis, for. Young Louis C.K. fucking would have loved to stick a sword up Jimmy Fallon's ass if he was a Viking. Of course he hates him. He's a self-loathing comedian, and the same reason most comedians don't like Jimmy Fallon. He is handsome, and he's funny, and it seems easy. Fuck I guess him. it's the same reason most people were very anti-Dane Cook, so I've heard, mm-hmm. inside the comedy community. Mm. Yeah. he's too young and pretty. Yeah, he's bro-comic. He's a good-looking guy. He's confident. Like, that's right. not supposed to be one. Mm. That's 80s comic. Like, th- those comics, so the in the world of comedy, you have... A majority of sick trolls. <laughs> and then once, and like, Your there's Arnie that Langs. one in a thousand that's like, loves what the sick trolls do, but has also been blessed with having a good family and having been raised with ethics and happens and to wi- look good. Women like them or men like them. It so, seems easy. Like in any other career field, they excel faster than you would it should excel in that field and then Mm -hmm. all the trolls under the bridge try and get their fingers up over that bridge to grab that foot and since they can't grab him they just go back and and sulk under their bridge with the rest of the trolls and talk about how much they hate him until they write better jokes they write better jokes as they have more time and hate makes you (laughs) fuels jokes and then they get a nicer gig and then they take it out on said comic that has no right to like nobody has any right unless there's stories that are true about like i only say this because i recently heard an interview with carlos mencia who was like who got very he talks about like he was started doing comedy and within two years he was on tv with his own show in like la very popular very quick but he's and persona non grata because he was a joke apparently people said he was a joke thief well, yeah. apparently that's not even true. And even the people that have said it now say it's not true. The reason that all came out was he pushed his dick around. That's not a phrase. He <laughs> threw his weight around within the comedy community so much. He was a young comic, but he got popular so big that he was notorious for bumping comics and for going so long on stage that comics mm. wouldn't even get to go up. 
So literally, mm. so it's all, he didn't care. He he's didn't pay like, his dues. He didn't pay his dues, but he's up there and now he's bumping all these comics. And so it, he doesn't think anything will come of it, right? Because it's just these young comics. He's on well, top, baby. Yep. Well, these young comics keep hustling, keep hustling. All of a sudden, they outnumber him because all of them did the work. Then there's nepotism. Now they're all in different places. So they all just said, that guy's a piece of shit. By the way, I don't think he ever stole anybody's jokes, but even he's so hated. If a joke he said is too close to another joke, he, yeah. nobody's letting him off the hook. And they right. didn't. He got fucking crucified. I can see that. Joke thievery is is a pretty subjective Very. thing. Yeah. And you can... You can make a mountain out of molehill if you're motivated. Which... Yeah, because you can get inspiration from anywhere. Right. It can go by total. Like, look at nobody seems it's to like... give a shit about the SNL jerk practice controversy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Why? What's up? We yeah. want the heat, even if it was <laughs> reverse. I'm just going to start going on stage and doing verbatim uh, uh, SNL sketches in a stand-up for- format. I'm going to figure out <laughs> how that works, and I'm going to try and garner some heat. So somebody can talk. So when they come and say, hey, you know you're stealing all the material, I'll go, let me show you this kind (laughs) of rough association to our sort of material that we were going to do, but they did it first, but we wrote it first. (laughs) Controversy. In the books. Seal it and deal it. Now everybody feel it. Titanic fucking three. Suck it, SNL. Titanic three in space. Yes, I think so. Amy Schumer had a... was riding high for a while. Now she's being kind of brought down by, by joke thievery. Carlos Mencia talks about her, and you know why? So mm. so the rumors are that she got busted for joke thievery, but the issue is it's not even her. Is She ended up, her show on Comedy Central hired all these outside writers that were not in particular, and this is on her in my opinion, and my opinion doesn't matter, is that she should have been more hands-on in who came into her writing staff because all these yeah. writers came in that were just TV writers and not comedians. And they started shill- shekeling, shekel. I don't know about that. <laughs> Ooh, German. <laughs> all right. They started stealing. <laughs> Jeez. That is Ooh, truly scheming, scheming, that is oh, truly man. a new one. Oh, God. Spielberg is not a fan of you, Frywald. They started stealing jokes and then putting on her show, and she didn't know that happened, so she got accused of it. But Mencia, uh, I see. but she's always been a good person within the community. So she, everybody came for, out and supported her. For Inside her. Amy Schumer, or she started hiring people to do her stand-up? For Inside Amy Schumer. Mm. So every, all of a sudden, all these people are like accusing her of that. But she, unlike Mencia, she's not bumping people every night and throwing her dick around, mm-hmm. shekeling jokes. So all the community comes and supports her, whereas Mencia like, just you know, fucked everybody over. So as soon as the allegations started flying, everybody's like, no, you can you can drown, and he did for like a decade. He talks about in this interview. I should mention what it is if I've talked about it three times. It's on this guy um, Joey Diaz has a podcast. Oh, he's cool. He's a and good I, guy. he's great. And I don't. And it's a really a touching moment because Joey Diaz is he's a hustler. He put in all this time, comic, and Mencia called him to apologize for because Mencia just spent a decade in the shit. And now he's mm-hmm. like worked through it and he's like just having to make all these phone calls. Like, you know what? I think somewhere in the back of his head, I, I, it sounded very genuine. He's like, I got to eat. <laughs> but it's also like, I also don't want to spend 
the another 10 years wallowing in this. So I'm just going to make the phone calls, make the apologies. I was a piece of shit and then go about my business. Um, I don't know yeah, the name of the podcast. you got to start over at some point. Like, yeah, which is fine. another 10 years just to start at the bottom again. Yeah, life is second chances. But he talks about, like, he, I think, and I really do think this was true. It was, like, one decision or one more cocktail away from, because he's a gun guy. He was literally going to be going into the comedy store and lighten up the comedy store. Oh, shit. How crazy would that have been? That would have been a fucking headline. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. That uh, Twitter, the trolls of Twitter would have had a lot of hack jokes that day. Oh, man. Carlos Mental, see, Mental, see ya. See, I, Can we get I, a I, Subway <laughs> Seinfeld on, weighing on this one? <laughs> hey. <laughs> what, what's the deal with mental illness? Feels pretty good to me. You can't put a Band-Aid on it. <laughs> what's my catch line? Catchphrase? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> That's my. It's it's a mix of. That's like that's the Gaffigan where he's your like plant in the audience. I don't get it. No, it's like Gaffigan's voice in his head where he's like, "You're weird." Mine is just. Oh, yeah. It's not a voice. Just more boisterous. After every joke, I go, "What is this? I don't get it." <laughs> no asshole. We don't get it. No, we don't. You didn't. You didn't do your job. You didn't explain it. But when I say it first, I'm aware of it, so I'm a good comic. Yeah. You beat him to it. Yeah. It's old classic, that classic story I never want to hear another comic tell about how they were bullied and then they turned their bullies onto their side by being funny. It's like that didn't, yeah. that kind of didn't really happen. Like the way it kind of comes across as you telling it, like literally you're in a corner as guys are coming after you and then you say something like, you know, what's the deal with mental illness? If you ripped a hot, Ren and Stimpy, bubbly fart right then, you may get okay. Oh, that's a good point. But that's booger they theory. Would, <laughs> they wouldn't kill you. They just beat you up. Same yeah. with the Vikings. Same thing. They wouldn't Same. kill you. Yep. They just tune you up a little bit. Uh, you, you know, I know. Oh, man. Talk about history of gesturing. There was a fart jester who was like... <laughs> amazing like there was actually like again actual... all comedies based in truth and there's that mr show sketch where david cross plays the the farting the, comic the fartist fart and gary fart and gary that's based no, on that a works. real thing oh, yeah. in france turn of the 20th century or maybe earlier mm. about a guy that just got on stage sell, selling out coliseums by <laughs> farting like while playing the violin you know what i'm talking about casey wow <laughs> well it's true no, i believe it but it goes no i do i believe it sounds familiar i don't remember but it goes back to like our conversation about blazing saddles like when that used to be funny because it was like off color and nobody did it like it right was uncouth you yeah, yeah and you're right but that's blazing saddles that's a 20 second scene that's so amazing an hour and a half but long like an hour show and a half, yeah Imagine being the opener for Fart and Larry. <laughs> I don't know. Or Fart I can't. and Jock or whatever his name was. What well, I guess you just do sign you know, do classic Seinfeld bits. You don't wanna no, you, you do, can't do, you do farts. Solid, you gotta do a solid thirty and it's gotta be like witty and observational because you know what's coming up behind you is a fucking green gas cloud. 
fucking laughs. <laughs> Do you smell what's coming? I don't, I don't know. I'm really, ugh. I don't know why I'm trying to throw these out. And it sounds like I'm not trying, but I'm trying. Are you recording your, your half hour comedy special coming up? <laughs> I'm working on it. Called? Episode 43, Dr. Toilet's half hour. That's what it's called. <laughs> And it's a, that's a half hour. <laughs> Speaking of half hours, I cut you off, Casey, about a half an hour ago to go to Henning, who I cut off about 45 minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. So, Henning, oh, I was any more Seinfeld that. bits? Going once? What's the deal with going twice? <laughs> We're good. We're good. Sold. We're good. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> I saw, well, I did see some... So he was great, but I did see, I also had some friends in town and we're seeing, uh, I also saw a lot of bad comedy immediately before that and it made me think at, yes, I will name names. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, you saw two comedy shows last night? Henny's bringing heat. No, the previous week before leading up to Seinfeld. Okay. And I wish my friends could have seen that because the two shows we did see were not Indicative. Name. Representative of real stand up. I'll name the venue. Eastville Comedy Club. Oh, I've bombed there. Yes. Oh, same here. Yeah. I saw an open I gotta get the audio off my phone. I will send it to you. If I can get it to you, I will send you at least two minutes of my Eastville open mic. And I will try and find my notes from the ultimate bomb there, or I'll look up the time, because I took it all from the New York Post about Mel Gibson. I went topical immediately, even though the the set before worked perfectly as like an esoteric, bizarre thing. And I was like, well, in classic jerk practice fashion, I was like, that worked once. Now I need to try something 100% different. Jim Carrey, for a year, didn't do the same set every night. He changed it every night. It's like, but he was Jim Carrey in the right. 90s. Like, you can't do that. And his so change yes. of set was, I'm going to do rubbery smile, and next set I'll do rubbery frown. <laughs> so, no, we're, so long, so to answer your simple question, Henning, yes, we're familiar with the Indian burial ground of fucking dreams that is Eastville Comedy Club. Okay. Haunted by the ghosts. Did you go to an open comedians. mic there? Yes, I did. Oh, man. Woo! Monday nights. Uh, I kind of wish you went oh, and I was rough. there unbeknownst to you. <laughs> Doing it. <laughs> Doing my Mel Gibson bit from seven years ago. <laughs> but it was just stuff you stole from Henning. So he's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> science March. <laughs> yeah. So I was at the Science March the other night. <laughs> Dressed like Carl Sagan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's the top ten signs you don't want to see at a Science March. <laughs> More like Neil deGrasse. Hi, son. What? I did that. Pipe. <laughs> yeah, I just, that's the cap to some of my bits. Sagpipe. Everybody's like, what offended the fuck is going he's on? like, those aren't even my jokes. Like, those this, aren't jokes. <laughs> this would be great. If you can take anything I've said and turn it into something funny, I would love to see that at Eastville. So, going to East. There was one. There was one comic that just was a drunken rant, and I mean drunken, so drunk. Guy was named Tank, 
and he just oh my god <laughs> oh my god oh Eastville oh wow that's not stereotypical old... of a drunk and or comedian your <laughs> name's Tank hippie guy and his his bit was just five minutes on people listen other comedians listening to your open mic and then leaving as soon as they're <laughs> oh, he went meta. Tank meta. Oh, yeah. God. That's the longest five minutes I've ever thought about <laughs> hearing. It was a long five minutes. And it was oh. to an audience of all other comics, <laughs> open micers, and, and me. That And they all get it. They're all like, I was the only one it's not. just to get on stage. Everybody understands that. That Especially, especially Eastville. It's comics oh, yeah. for comics. It's more like, a, I don't yeah. want to use that word, but it's more like just. It's literally a lot of times from what I've experienced is like where comics meet to go do, I don't want to say legitimate, to do more substantial mics. Like literally, it's like the start of the night. It's like a dojo that smells like Taco B.O. Like you go do your your few minutes at Eastville, but then you go out somewhere else. Like it's basically a playhouse for comics. But to Tank, that was was Caroline. It's warm up for the rest of the open mics you're going to do. Exactly. About, okay. What about Caroline's? Well, Tank. That was Tank's night. That was Tank. That Tank was opening for Seinfeld. He's like, going on to Caroline's. No. No. He's no. Not no. Going I'm saying that else. was his Caroline's. Oh. Okay. Yeah. He's he's a bit <laughs> off of the sphere, the spectrum of he, understanding. He was he was my spacing his set at Eastville. He's like, you guys want to come check me out at Eastville tonight? Yes. I'm, uh, hosting a show. He's the guy that actually that again, all comedy is based in truth. He's the guy that actually got offended when. A, a stand-up got up, did their three minutes at Eastville, and then had to leave to go do something else. He's like, yeah. that's a piece of shit. I stayed for his Gibson bit. I got some, He's got something better to do? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> that definitely is where that came from, because that's what was happening. Who hosted every... that show? <laughs> uh, I want to say a guy named Jimmy. Was its name like Jimmy to the Future or something? Mm, no. Oh, if it's Jimmy to the Future, I'm gonna fucking Real jump out the window. Scuzzy Greg Johnson looking guy. GJ? No. No, it, it looks like GJ. GJ circa 2004. Yeah. <laughs> no uh, shit. No shit. <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, 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 we. I mean, just like, squatting in that apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Real like. I think you talked about it. Just. There was a there's a comic we knew. He hosted an open mic at this amazing spot. Oh, we talked all about it. Old comic we knew, uh, kicked ass. But he had like the after party comics apartment that comics would go like smoke weed, get drunk. But all the water had been shut off. <laughs> and Casey, you told no, this, but Casey was, was like, the, "Go stand fairy- next to this guy and tell me what's going on." And it was literally like you walked into the apartment and you thought like something was like it just smelled so bad. And it was literally emanating off of this one person because he didn't have a shower and he hadn't showered for like a week. (laughs) It's one of those things where something is just a few degrees off. Like everything about the, the thing was just a little bit off. Like if you were to go into someone's house you've been to. A hundred times before, but instead of family pictures, it was a drawing of the family picture. And you're like, there was, was it always just a, a weird drawing with the glass broken? Ah, whatever. Oh, wow. The, none of the furniture has legs anymore. 
same furniture, no legs. And it was just, he lived in this apartment because when we all lived there, he lived with two other people and they were all young professionals. Yeah. And he was doing comedy on the side and he lived so close to this alternative comedy venue. He had, his apartment was the green room and the after show hangout. Right. And he started to get further up in the comedy scene and like just bailed on this life he had like at this law firm and his roommate, like it was a beautiful apartment. It was amazing. So expensive for where it was too. slowly week after week. There was less stuff in the apartment. It's like, where are your roommates? He's like, ah, they moved out. And it's kind of like, you don't have a job. You can't afford this apartment. All the light bulbs are replaced with candles. <laughs> the TV's gone and he's really pushing like books like, oh, check this book out. There's a lot of pictures in it. That's right. Like just huh. trying to impress girls. <laughs> it's just like and I went trying to keep up this life that he's. Yeah. Keep putting on these airs of like if a, a if a fucking Subway Seinfeld stumbled onto a mansion, he just went, I guess I'm a millionaire now. I, yeah, That's it's hard to impress girls when didn't you discover that he hadn't showered because you were like it smells in here and you discovered at the same time you put two and two together like Matlock because you Cause were I, like went into the bathroom and he was like hey 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 careful went to the bathroom take this mug with you because you have to pour water from into the tank yeah, to get the, the toilet, toilet to flush he's like my water got shut off a week ago and you went ding yeah. you stink. You haven't showered in like a week. And it was like all the light bulbs had been taken out of the bathroom to be put somewhere else in the apartment because all of the light bulbs were burning out. <laughs> so there was like a little scented candle in the bathroom and that was the only light in there. And the sign was like, hey, man, if you're going to take a leak, just, you know, let it chill. Just throw the water in the in the bowl or in the tank. Just don't flush it. And I was like, weird. And then that's when everything started to go together. And then our buddy was sitting on the couch, like <laughs> flirting with this girl who was also being flirted on by the guy who ran the house. And he kept like gesturing and raising his, his arms up to expose his armpits. And you just get these waves of stink and everybody else had noticed it to some point prior, but our buddy Timmy was sitting there and he was trying to impress this girl and take like get her away from Timmy and kept doing it. <laughs> Timmy just went, dude, what's that smell? <laughs> and just, he got so embarrassed and so frustrated. And he like, we all got kicked out because he got called out on for being the stinky oh. kid. I do remember. Yeah. We, I, I got escorted out, Pardon? but again, not a judgment. Cause for how stinky he was, he still, um, we were still on the lower him. of the totem pole there. We could have showered for days and wouldn't have risen up he had, there. Like, he, was, he was on like an XM radio station at that time. He wasn't making money. Right. That's weird. But Why he was on he... his way up. It seems like he could have just picked up any two upcoming comedians and replaced his roommates and keep it going. No, not, not where that place was heading yeah. even then. Oh. It was on 8th Avenue and 1st. Oh, it was a two-story apartment. like or not With two a stories. washer and dryer and a back patio. It had its own private back patio. Oh, okay. It had a ba- It was two levels. That's what I'm looking so for. So you needed the rich uh, roommates that he 
<laughs> drove away. It had a floating staircase. Yeah, it was awesome. You needed yeah. those. Yeah. And he lost them. Probably on his own. Like, I think they were just like, I got to get out of here. It's getting... Because there well, was also... The comedians are coming over and stealing stuff. Yeah, there was also stuff anymore. going on at that Smoking apartment. Smoking dope and like... Yeah. It, was, it was a flop house at by the end. <laughs> Very much, yeah. Think, and that neighborhood hated they, that comedy club and everybody associated with it. Really did, yeah. So I think the people in that building just hated the fact that there are people coming and going out the front door all the fucking time smoking. The comedy club was what, like three or four storefronts away? So it yeah. was kind of the same area. Like that stoop was the de facto comedy club stoop. I feel like the comedy club aspect is a little unfortunate because the only reason the comedy club I think got shut down is because its association with the weird dance party shit that happened directly after it, which was way too loud. They let in way too many people and it got raided uh, every other weekend because it was notorious for just just not carding people. Which is weird to think about, like, even, that was only, what, 10 years ago? Now you go to just any normal bar in New York, and not only do they card you, they every, all bouncers have machines now, where they literally, yeah. like, they, or, or the special like, light. judge dread it. No, they've got scanners on it for whatever. Huh. But if you think about it, that was just a fucking indie small business. I think there was, like, two guys who owned it. Like, they don't have the infrastructure to, like... Right. Think of a door guy. There was two bartenders at all times, and they were all just like cutesy girls. They when we started going there, they they still rented VHSs during the day. Yeah, we're oh, talking about Rafifis. You can Halcyon days. Mention it. Oh, we didn't even say what it was. Yeah, it's Rafifi. Yeah, yeah. you said it was a place called Rafifi during the day. It was a indie video store, and at night it was comedy and then dance dance party. I think the, reason- the floors for a couple jacks and cokes a lot of those they had- nights. Oh yeah, yes, every they night. Had high rent too, and they just had to do whatever to keep the doors open. I wonder. Oh, I'm sure they now. made a fucking killing. It's like a like a little like shop. I walked past it before I moved, just randomly, and it was just like a cruddy little like pop up clothing on, store. If you look at it another way, on the backs of these these poor sto- store owners and poor Greg Johnson who suffered. Ooh, dropping names. Stinky. No, you already. I already mentioned Stinky. him, and he's called him GJ. GJ could be George <laughs> Jeffs. George Jeffs, the famous George Jeffs. He he suffered. He was the stinky guy, so that we could have a, a hangout after the show, and that that community could exist for so long. Oh, same with the store owners. They, amazing dude. They didn't. They're not making money 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 on it, but they put on. They let an amazing show happen. Yeah, there because oh, I yeah. invite them up was at Rafifi. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, that was a uh, Merman, Merman spot. Merman and Bobby, Bobby Tisdale. Bobby farts yeah. in the lighter. He talk about fart humor. Oh yeah, that Bobby was his is. bit. Fart lighter farty. <laughs> or no, I I think it was literally like straight up Revenge of the Nerds. His bit was he, like, because I remember like you got to see this guy. He blows. At, like he shoots fire. Like it was literally Revenge of the Nerds because he just took a big swig of like Bacardi One Fifty One and blew it through a lighter. Yeah. They're like, he lit his face on fire. Like, what is happening? <laughs> I want to be part of it. Oh, yeah. I hope it didn't come across like judging somebody for smelling. Like, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that don't shit smell just me happens. right now. It's fine. If, if yeah, this exactly. microphone had a I'm nose. Gross. gross, 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 gross. <laughs> now, on to 
other news. Oh, cut <laughs> it out. <laughs> cut that. Uh, no, I was going to say, uh, uh, it's not even, it's not even worth it. I'll oh, save boy. it for another day. It's, it really isn't. It's just grousing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from grousing, let's go to, um, uh, so I picked up this book, uh, at a book exchange and they're, they, they're more and more, they're popping up. I think just as people are finally like, I'm no more books, no more. Everybody's got Kindles and stuff like that. Mm. Just really seems like books are going. You mean the free book exchanges that pop up and all over take Brooklyn? One, take one, leave one. Take one, leave one. They're like literally on corners in Greenpoint now. Yeah, churches like have donated boxes that are on corners in Greenpoint. I got this one outside of a YMCA. It is uh, from the best-selling author of the Adventures of the Stainless Steel Rat, Harry Harrison. And the title is Star What's Smashers. What's the deal with stainless steel? <laughs> What's the Rats? deal with stainless steel? There's what? stainless steel now. I can't deal with this. I'm What's in the subway. The... Give me a nice organic rat from the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Subway Seinfeld. <laughs> Get Megan's in here. I like so. What's the deal with stainless steel? You can't stain it. And it's less... Expensive than gold. <laughs> so it fits? I don't know. Was that the thing? What was his, what was his catchphrase? I keep forgetting it. It's been like three now. I don't get it. Doesn't it. Make any sense. it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Well, this makes sense. It's called Star Smashers of the Galaxy Rangers. As you look at the cover, Ooh. I'll post the cover. What? It's a penis looking Titanic 3. Oh, yeah. Bursting through the cover, exploding, through the, through exploding the out through the front. Oh, look at the look at the mushroom head t- exactly on this airplane and the weird ballsy thrusters. <laughs> um, so all I'm going to do is all words and f- and a tiny little spaceship, but it really is yeah. For all those words, it doesn't make any sense. Star Smashers of the Galaxy Rangers. Rangers. Where does it? Ra- what? Star Smashers the are they Galaxy, galaxy Rangers. Are they Galaxy, the galaxy Rangers? Yes, yeah, Star Smashers. In possession of, of Star Rangers? Smashers? Or th- are they? Smasher is a futuristic word for adventure. So, the Star Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. Like, did you go on a hard smasher last night? <laughs> no, I did. I was with the Galaxy Rangers. We, were, we had a big Star Smasher. Does that make sense? But his spaceship was weird. He had B.O. and it was like, didn't seem like a regular spaceship. Not a lot of smashing going on. So the reason I bring it up is because we have a sketch. Um, and we, we tried to create. So this is obviously a sci-fi. Like this is like the craziest looking classic dime store sci-fi yeah. novel. And we went off on that like, I don't know, however long ago. We did a sketch called Cybon the Plutonian Windboxer. One of in my faves. Which, One of my faves. Yeah, yeah. We just created a space serial, but like as insane yeah. as the jerk practice could be. It's, I mean, it, uh-huh. it goes without saying. It's Cybon the Plutonian Windboxer. I was thinking we could bring it in like a radio serial, as because yeah. it reminded me as I picked this up. So let me just read to you from. I'll read to you from the back of this. What do you call it? The back. The description of the book, and then I'll give you some Cybon. And I got to tell you. 
This is a serious work of fiction, science fiction. It's not meant to be a parody or anything. And then Cybon, which is meant to be a parody. Yeah. I don't know if you could tell the difference. I found a little Cybon paragraph in a thing. I did too. From the, It's probably the same, like the Cybon announcer. Oh, mine is, um, the. it doesn't, what am I doing? All right, here's. Oh, you know what? I'll just I'll I'll kick it to you after I read this, and you okay. you can read some Cybon. All right, uh, Star Smashers of the Galaxy Rangers, translated Star Adventure. All right, <laughs> that's the prank. That's from the book. You looked into it and Smashers. Yes, adventure. Yes, okay. I read it. It was right after Slugged Tooth Jerry Munger. All right, um. <laughs> Slugged Tooth Jerry Munger. <laughs> The prank that almost destroyed the universe. Oh, yeah. Let me do a voice. The prank that... No. The prank that... Maybe not. No voice. Um, <laughs> the prank that almost destroyed the universe. The prank that almost destroyed the universe. It started as a practical joke thrown into a scientific experiment. But the powers it unleashed were awesome and incredible. That's not. That's not good writing catapulting chuck and jerry together with the beautiful sally <laughs> all right that line gets better i'm sorry chuck for and laughing and and, sally. and and ruining the flow but the powers it unleashed were awesome and incredible catapulting chuck and jerry together with beautiful sally and mysterious old john such into the farthest <laughs> regions of space Not such funny. exotic Why old john funny names. Mysterious old John. I don't know. That's so weird. From the blood-sucking Titanians and the flesh-devouring Garnishy to the mighty slug Togath of Proxima Centauri, the more they fought evil, the more it seemed to grow, even to possess them in the form of the invisible Lortinoi, engulfing them all in a wild and terrifying cosmic nightmare. Star Smashers of the Galaxy Rangers. How would you pronounce that word, Henning? Lortinoy? Lortinoy. Lortinoy. Old John? Mysterious Old John? Obi-Wan. Old John. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe Mysterious Old John is like Old John Mysterion. Crazy Old John? (laughs) Oh, okay, here's the... So we're not too far off, apparently. Previously on Cybon the Plutonian Windboxer, Cybon finds himself windless at the hands of Cerebrex the Mind Wizard. Has Grippentrog the Gas Grizzler's lust for grizzling vapors damned him forever in the pits of Karkoom? Will Urga the Mind Troll save the day once again? Pretty damn close. Oh, so good. Pretty Actually, <laughs> ours is, theirs is, his is funnier. This guy needs to get on the stages of Eastville. Why is he funny? I mean, we laughed at old the lovely John, Sally. The mysterious old John. Be- is, his is funnier because he... funny because it's in space, but they have... It's the, the tandemic of having... Um, that's a great name for a movie. Tandemic. Because I don't think that's a word. It's not. What did you mean by it? Tan- uh, <laughs> tandem. But I added... A emic. pandemic of tangents? Yeah. What's a pandemic? Which could describe our podcast? What's a pandemic? It's an outbreak of something... Yes. Disastrous. What's a pandemic? Two things going on at once. Pandemic. Okay. Tandemic. Two pandemics, same time. Pandemic. AIDS and cancer. Pandemic. Or it's just two things going on at the same time. That, it's a coincidence. That, that's the parody. You, we need a movie Tandemic. poster. AIDS versus cancer, like Jason versus Freddy. Pandemic. Rocky versus Mr. Titanic. 
How about Titandemic? Titandemic. Titandemic. That's not bad. Three. <laughs> Ooh, that's got Titan in it. Titandemic. Titandemic. A, a million starships hitting icebergs at all the same time. What's the equivalent of an iceberg in space? Asteroid. Um, just a meteor made of ice. There's plenty of ice out there. So why not? So it is an iceberg. So the yeah. Titanic 3 is a potential. Like, that's a viable script. Let's Definitely. all be honest. Definitely. That's where I thought Titanic 2 was, two was going. I think Lucas Arts made a, a uh, sort of like mist esque game that involved you being on the Titanic of space. Wow. Are you being serious right now? Cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm being 100% serious. I forget. I think it's called Starship Titanic or something. Jesus. Joke yeah. thief to my right. <laughs> I didn't Lucas know. Lucas did it. Yeah, thief. Oh, Lucas is going to come find me. I don't know if it, it was Lucas Arts. I think it was. I just remember it as a kid reading about it. Because it was like all Art Deco designed ship. That sounds awesome. Well, Bluth had that. There was also Titan AE. Remember that? Ooh, That's a Bluth. Yeah, that That's was a Bluthy. Damon. It was a Bluth? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did Bluth ever venture into any live action? And it. And it mm. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. No, he made his. He. he Cut his teeth in animation and did Bluth do Cool World? Was that him? Maybe. Maybe he did Roger Rabbit. No, no, do that, that wasn't. One. I know that. That was Richard Williams. Who's Richard? What else did Richard Williams do? Um, <laughs> nothing you've seen. Whoa! Oh, Hot. I, I wouldn't get it. <laughs> he's he's this animation and hermit basically he's known for working 30 years on his masterpiece called the thief and the cobbler oh shit that i was never, gonna ask you if he was the same guy never saw the light of day yeah didn't right, it get Casey turned knows. into some horrible I know. shit no cobblers <laughs> the thief and the cobbler it's a yeah uh, <laughs> i could talk for a while on richard williams but nah but i wouldn't get it you wouldn't two, get two ins- it. But I didn't. Inside. I don't know what that is. Two inside. He's he's the the like the lost the the ultimate auteur who was ruined by his own artistic vision. Hard. Yeah. He's like the prodigal son. Like Bluth has always been like the obeying good son, always putting out a movie for the <laughs> studio. And then old mm. William Hamster. What's this guy's name? <laughs> Richard Williams. Richard Williams. Just sitting in his cave, drawing shit, and then when he finally is like, puts something out, Hollywood comes a tugging. <laughs> no, it was like the animators' animated movie. Like, had they made it, it would have been mm. the greatest animated movie of ever made. Yes, can't they? Still there make are it? there are fan cuts of it. Have you ever seen any? Case no, like where they because cobble together what, or- the thief and the cobbler from all the. The pencil tests and what finished footage they could get—it's a whole—it's a watchable whole movie. And was uh, it bought by Disney? Because it came out after Aladdin, right? <laughs> As Arabian Nights or some bullshit. Yeah, someone someone bought it and put out a shitty, uh, you know, used used the glorious footage that Richard Williams actually did, and then filled in the gaps with shitty shit. Like cutouts. It wasn't Disney. Is Richard Williams no longer with us, obviously, the way you speak of him? No, he's still around. He is? 
he made an Oscar-nominated short a year ago that took him 12 years because he literally insisted on drawing every frame himself and animating at 24 frames a second, which no one does. 24 drawings per second. No interns, just... It's about... It's a five-minute fight between two people, but it took him 20 years. Hans, you would <laughs> hate it. It's called Bybon the Mu- the Mercurian Kickfighter. <laughs> Did he... Uh, so, I mean, I mean, how hard is that to pump out 20... How many... 24? It's 24? It's a piece drawings of Drawings a second. Dude. Yeah. And how many seconds is it? And that's what he insisted on doing Thief and the Cobbler at. And he ruined... <laughs> this guy's an asshole. He ruined I'm young sorry. animators' lives who... <laughs> Who would just they would they would this do. guy said you're finished in this business <laughs> no he just was this just charismatic leader who forced people to animate for him and redo animation if one thing is is wrong he would like keep them wouldn't let people go home if they're sick they're a- animating 20 hours a day <laughs> are they is it is he is it a korean thing or is american American he's, made, baby. He was it's American jobs, baby. American animators. <clears throat> he's working in in Britain. British animators working for British pounds. You know what though? It's not a bad model. You just need to get so it's twenty four drawings per second. You just hire. Hear me out. About five thousand animators. Mm. Gung ho a month. Boom. Gung ho a month. <laughs> and let your standards down a bit. <laughs> They did. It was called Arabian Nights. Well, you're right. They do send them. They send it to Korea nowadays for outsourcing. The American animators will draw the keyframes and then send it. Simpsons does it. Family Guy, Rick and Morty. I think. How many um, frames is a stand? How many? When they even though they export it, how many frames do they ask for per second? You only need twelve to make. To, to and, make it and look no one decent. can tell the difference between 12 and 24 yeah you don't so hit that uncanny lo- valley john williams can <laughs> yeah maybe it looks too weird at 24 frames a second it does look it looks beautiful funny snow, majestic snow white was at 24 way too many drawings they and snow they white's still made, weird still made money but could have made a lot more Oh my God! Snow White was drawn by hand, twenty-four frames a second, mm-hmm. full feature. Before, how long did that movie take to make? Before they knew that twelve is enough. What that, asshole that didn't can... try one minute? <laughs> Go, yeah, this looks the same. They're not looking to cut corners, man. Yeah, it's a different time, nuclear age. However, that associates nuclear age. Snow White came out in the thirties. Oh, it did. Yeah, I thought Snow White was like fifties. 27 really 26 27 did it come out in color first it was that black was and gil- white first that was mm-hmm. gilded age twain did twain write snow white and the seven doors he did that's why slavey and slavey <laughs> and depressy <laughs> and gildy what else what other things did he comment on monopoly <laughs> trusty busty trusty busty monopoly slavey southy <laughs> Twain's Twain's Seven Doors. <laughs> Trusty, Busty, Monopoly, and U.S. Grant. <laughs> uh. 
But Roger Rabbit was awesome. That's where we started. Doesn't hold up. Really? I'm just kidding. I'm sh- it's great. <laughs> I'm just trying to be an asshole. That movie, uh, talk about Uncanny Canny Valley, that movie scared the bejesus of me, mm. out of me when I first saw it. When he dips that cartoon because, yeah, into the, the vat. The, the gas. The, the sludge. Yeah, yeah. The sludge, yeah. yeah and so the cartoons, good. the cartoon shoe is screaming. Yes. Ugh. Fucking Christopher Lloyd chewing up scenery. Yeah, Always he killed good. it. Killed it. Looked into my eyes just like this. Mm-hmm. Anything else, fellas? Nay. Nay, they say. Let me go down my list. <laughs> One thing, I don't, oh my God. You know, like I say, I always write out a little, little, little something to talk about. The last thing on my list just says party, and I didn't go to any parties, so I think that means we're done. Oh my god! I literally, this is getting again. I'll go back to uh, uh, you want to have something interesting to talk about? Live a life worth talking about. My my list says Titanic two party, and wow, the weather was gray. So literally, I have a conversation about weather. Oh boy, that's. I need to hit an amusement park or something. That is a lifetime not worth having. Next week, look for a review on a roller coaster or something interesting. <laughs> what was the party? Review that's your to do party? It's a par- it's, I don't know. Party? party. So Let's you have, have a some party. Aspirational. Party. Everybody <laughs> party. Something to strive for. <laughs> I mean, hey, man. I should get that. Ta- oh, I have an idea for a new tattoo. I'll tell you about it after. Oh my God, that's even worse than weather talk. Tattoo talk. Gross. End it. End it. End it. End it. End it. That's an hour. <laughs> no, I was hoping you would go there. Jerk practice. Jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Oh, just as Seinfeldus, we summon thee. Approach the throne and make your king laugh. Good to be summoned, your majesty. I know you're the king, but have you seen this new heavy plow? It's great! Turnip yields are up all over the fiefdom. Families are losing only half their children to starvation instead of most. And it does the work of ten serfs! Ten serfs! What I want to know is... What are the other nine serfs doing? Definitely not forming a merchant middle class that will one day overturn the economic order. No, 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 no. We're just gonna sit around and pray. The church is funny, right? Have you ever noticed this? They will spend a hundred years and a thousand wagonfuls of gold building a cathedral. But I ask them for five seconds of their time and maybe a couple fennigs, and suddenly they're like... I gotta get back to the rectory, my son. Oh, pardon me, Padre, Mr. High and Holy. What am I, a rat with the bubonic plague? A plague? Am I a plague rat? <laughs> oh, Jester Seinfeldus, your heresies are fresh and beguiling as ever. You are the only one who can relieve the heavy head that bears the crown. We shall see to it that you live in comfort the rest of your days and bear many progeny. Ages of the future will know the name Seinfeldus. Okay, please give a warm 
comedy clack welcome to our next comedian up all the way from the tunnels of the east side six train um subway seinfeld thank you thank you it's good to be here above ground how are we doing good everybody no rickets from lack of exposure to sunlight how nice for you no bubonic plague let me ask this are you all friends with your rats i'll tell you the rats where i'm from are crazy just absolute monsters you overworld people have no idea I was scavenging a pizza crust the other day, and I threw my shoe at this giant four-foot rat. He comes back the next day, wearing my shoe, pulls out a switchblade, and demands the other one. They're evolving, people! In a future devoid of laughter, where the stainless steel Vorp rats of Diplon 6 have shackled every last red brick wall and thrown all comedians into the salt pits of Oa Nagoon. One man still dares to craft humor from observation. He is Seinfeld Bond, the wandering Jovian giggle tamer. What is the deal with the Torgathi jungle slugs of Telluria B? I'm trying to extract their sweet savo juice, and I always get right to the point where the fomineal gland quickens. I'm working it, he's loving it, I'm loving it, and then the brain bond decrystallizes and I'm left with a vivid premonition of my own death and a handful of Lormbane. No one likes Lormbane. The next time I want Lormbane, I'll talk to an Enceladin. Oh, what else? What else? Sun eaters. Do you believe these guys? Eaters of the sun. Do you really need to eat the whole sun? Maybe start with a couple small planetoids, see how you feel. Maybe don't eat the first dense ball of gas you see, and you won't need to spend a couple eons in a torpid digestion state afterwards. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Seinfeld Bon. German. Day. Germ German day. We're sorry to any Sun Eaters who found Seinfeld Bond's future comedy a little too spicy. And I uh, want to thank you for listening to another silly, silly episode of the Jerk Practice Podcast. And tolerating another terribly silly, terrible impression. We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do. A bet. It's a little Obama now. Also check out our other podcast, Have a Good Night Court, on iTunes and Google Play now. Night Court.